Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the IC Old People podcast. The IC Old People podcast is a weekly review of all things aging, hosted by me, Dr. Bruce, a newly minted senior. It's supposed to be fun, it's supposed to be light, it's supposed to be a bit comedic, and it's been hijacked. Anyway, here we are. Today is April 21st, 2020. Yesterday was 4-20-2020. Today is 4-21-2020. So here we are. Uh, I have been leaving my home early in the morning on Tuesdays for 27 weeks and coming to Storage Closet Studios here in beautiful Norfolk County, Ontario on the north shore of Lake Erie. And uh, I drove in today for the fifth week now of quarantine. So of the 27 weeks I've been doing this podcast, five of them have been in this quarantine situation here. So I'm sitting in my storage closet studio and I'm only coming in here once a week right now. I'm doing most of my work from home. And I gotta tell you, I better get to work in here. It's messy, things are thrown all over the place. I have scripts over here and over there. I need to organize. Uh, my home is really organized. I, every cupboard seems to have been cleaned and dusted and every surface has been polished and spit and polished and the house is in incredible shape. So I think I better transfer some of my energy to, uh, to this little space here, uh, this little safe space of mine that I'm the only one that ever comes in here and I get to talk to you out there in the world. I get to say hi to all my uh, listeners up in Idaho. I get to say hello to my new listeners this week in Mississippi, in Maryland, in Michigan. And of course, I have my ongoing listeners in France. And I I really think that that's neat that I have these international listeners as well as these awesome American listeners. I'm depending on you, America. This is directly to you. Canada has gone. Canada is suffering right now. We are in a terrible, terrible situation here. Uh, I believe that the pressure on us is going to continue and it's going to get worse and worse. As the United States opens up, Canada will remain closed. We are a very um, shy people. We are a very demure people. We rarely protest. So it's going to be easy to manipulate us and control us uh, even longer than they already have been. Uh, Canada's border, I often talk about the border, 5,000 miles long, the friendliest border in the world. Uh, the passage of goods and people between those borders. My aunt lives in Knoxville, Tennessee. My good friends live down in Colorado. I have all kinds of interesting uh, people on both sides of the border, as Americans have in Canada and Canadians have in America. We are one big family, in my opinion, and yet the Americans have troops at the border right now. I believe this is probably the first time that has ever happened, maybe since the War of 1812. In the War of 1812, <clears throat> excuse me, there was no Canada. Canada was not uh, a confederation until uh, 1867. But in 1812, uh, Canada, under the banner of Britain, fought, fought the United States for that border, to maintain that border. I believe that's the last time that American troops were at our border. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe it happened during the Vietnam War. Maybe it happened during the Korean War. Maybe it happened during World War I or during World War II, but I'm not aware of that. I don't ever remember the Canadian border, the Canadian-American border being 
closed and I'm 60 years old. So I'm very, very concerned and I am depending on America. We need you. We need you now more than ever. The world needs you. You need to take charge of this situation. You need to get us out of this quarantine. You need to get the world moving again. We're all looking to you. All right. So where are you? Where are you in this quarantine? Where is everybody? Where are you in the five stages? Okay. Kubler-Ross's five stages. Are you still in shock? You can't still be in shock. It's been five weeks. Are you feeling pain? Are you feeling guilt? Are you angry? Are you bargaining? Are you trying to make a deal to try to get out of this? Are you depressed? Are you reflective? Are you lonely? Have you accepted it? And then how do we ever find the sixth stage of meaning? How do we ever find out what it means, what it all means? Like why, why we all went through it? Hopefully there will be a inquiry after all this is said and done and we can find out who was responsible for this. There was a terrible mass murder in Halifax. Uh, Halifax, is, which is in eastern Canada, it's in uh, the province of Nova Scotia. Fourteen people were, were killed by a lone gunman who drove around in his car that looked like a police car. It was an imitation police car. He was driving around with an assault weapon and he was just randomly shooting people. I firmly believe that this is happening all over North America right now. This type of, of, of violence, this type of, of acting out is going on all over. And we need, we need to stop this quarantine. We need to get people out of their homes and back into structured environments that keep them sane and keep them healthy and keep them, keep them going. I know. I speak from experience. This has been very, very troubling. I can barely look straight ahead right now. I have such a spasm in my neck. The left side of my neck is pulling so hard. I only get those when I'm under extreme stress. And here we are. As I watch our incremental freedoms just slowly be taken away day by day, day by day. As I watch our inept leadership in this country trying to... Uh, with us day in and day out and tell us how we are all heroes for doing this, for staying in our houses, for running away from a virus. And I tell you something that I don't do a lot of. I don't try to cause any kind of a stink on uh, social media. I've always been concerned about uh, the backlash. I don't have a thick skin, which is really weird that I do this podcast. And I think I've talked about it a few times in that I have a small listenership and it makes me feel free to speak much more clearly than say if I had a very, very large, broad leadership. Uh, at one time when I was on Facebook a couple of years ago, I had four or five hundred friends. Uh, it was friends. Uh, and believe me, I, 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 didn't, I didn't know half of them or more than half of them. I'd never met them in real life. Uh, the, whole, the whole thing became very tiresome to me. I didn't enjoy it. I got rid of that. Altogether, I did start a Facebook page now for the I See Old People podcast. And again, I read a lot of information. I read a lot of uh, stuff from the left. I read a lot of stuff from the right. I read a lot of stuff from scientists. I, I read from poets. I read from all kinds of people trying to get a broader picture. But I rarely throw my two cents out there. And I'll tell you why. Because it's it just comes right back at you. 
I finally said something on Twitter last week. I, I just was, I, I had to say it. I just threw it out there. I said, this quarantine has to end. The schools have to reopen. And this has to run its course. Course, It has to run its course. And it'll all be over soon. I've listened to three epidemiologists who have all kinds of experience with, with pandemics and epidemics. If nothing had been done, okay, if nothing had been done, this would be over. So the only thing that I can think of is that we were put in quarantine and the schools were closed because they want this to continue. Who's they? That's the big question. So I go on Twitter last week and I say, open the schools. This thing will all be over in no time at all. And, and Twitter, you must know if you're not on Twitter, you don't get a lot of responses on Twitter. Like it's not like Facebook where you get 60, 70 likes and you get all kinds of shares and you get all these comments, you know, be brave and all this bullshit. On Twitter, things are much more basic. You have to put a very, very short tweet and your responses are short as well. So I put out the tweet, open the schools. This thing will be, all be over in four weeks. 52 hate tweets immediately. 52 hate tweets uh, deriding me, deriding my profession, deriding my personality, deriding my website. People went into research. They went into my websites. They went into my biographies. Uh, they went and they attacked me as a person. They attacked me uh, for my idea and they attacked me for just about every word in the tweet that I made, that I said. Basically called me a child killer when... Um, you know, this particular uh, problem that we're dealing with right now is uh, doesn't even affect children. Okay, I know I'd be corrected by my millennial son at this point that one person died in Italy six weeks ago who was under ten, but for the most part, children are not being affected by this. That is why the schools need to be opened. So, 52 hate tweets, my character derided in public for making that statement. Four positive remarks, four. And you know what? I was happy with that. When I saw those four remarks, I know it's, it added to the fact that I wasn't alone. I'm not the only person who's thinking like this. There are like-minded people out there. And like I said, three top level international epidemiologist told us all this would be over in four weeks that was on march 10th it would be over right now the fact that it's not is what makes me think there is something bigger happening here sure tell me hey dr bruce put on your tinfoil wrap your tinfoil around your head I can hear it coming out of your voice again. So all I said was open up the schools and that was enough to be attacked publicly. So what about something I'm going to talk about today? Honestly, I'm, I, I, I just, I'm just beside myself. I really am. I, I've had a lot of difficulty with this. I have good days and bad days. Uh, yesterday was an okay day. Day before was a bad day. I have uh, 
I've had a pretty rough year overall, but it's really hard to talk about stuff like that because it seems so self-centered and it seems so trivial when all of this other stuff is going on in the world. That's why the whole concept of my podcast has kind of become trivial to me. Uh, what was I really thinking, you know, 27 weeks ago when I started this? Like, what did I think was going to happen? Well, I thought that I would start a dialogue with people about aging, and I thought I would talk about some of the quirky and fun things that happen. And now here I am again, you know, um, probably going to be labeled by some of you as a conspiracy theorist. I'm going to be labeled by some of you as a quack. And maybe some of you are actually going to think that, yeah, here's somebody who's 60 years old, has 35 years experience in healthcare, He's raised four children. He has grandchildren. He's been married for over 35 years. Maybe he does know something. Maybe. Just maybe. Dr. Bruce does know something. Maybe I'm just not articulating it well. Anyway, we are in a terrible situation here in Ontario. It really hit home about two weeks ago when they closed the trails, okay? The trails are a lifeline here. We are not, this is not Idaho. There are not beautiful mountains. There are not beautiful trails and national parks. This is Ontario, okay? Southern Ontario. And Southern Ontario is no different than upstate New York or uh, Philadelphia or, or, or Pennsylvania. You know, we're just... There's nothing, there's nothing exciting in the way of geography that you could go. You can't go to, like in Banff in, in, in Alberta, you can't go to Banff in these beautiful parks. They, 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 they're here, but anyway, our lifeline was these rail trails, okay? Because this area had rails, had trains going all, crisscrossing it all over the place. Now, now of course, trucks took over from trains, and the train lines became these trails and and they're they're used so much in our community people ride them ride on them on bikes walk them run them uh walk their dogs on them and and they closed them they put yellow tape across them like it was a crime scene anyway i i, I don't think i'm going to be able to make my 20 minutes today it's um yeah, it's, it, I don't have anything to talk about. Like, what, what's to talk about except this? So, anyway, I'm going to say it again what I think you need to do to stay healthy, okay? This is Dr. Bruce's words. Uh, I don't have a reference for you, for all you tweeters out there, that uh, why I'm, I am saying this. Maybe some of you can just trust me that this is an important thing for you to do. Take vitamin C. Take a lot of vitamin C. Take vitamin D. If you cannot get out into the sunshine, get out into the sunshine for at least an hour every day. Let it hit as much of your body as it possibly can. Don't let it just hit your face. Take your shirt off if you can. Put shorts on if you can. Let the sun hit your body for at least an hour every day. If you cannot do that, take vitamin D. I do both. I take vitamin D and I make sure I get sunshine every day that I can. Drink lots of water, okay? Stop drinking fruit juice. Stop drinking sugar water like Coca-Cola, okay? Drink water. If you want something that's a little more refreshing, have an iced coffee, have an iced tea with no sugar in it. Eat protein. Stay away from the junk. When you go up the street in our community here, when you go onto the highway, 
I call it the highway from hell, okay? The, the worst, the obesity epidemic started on that highway in our community, and it continues on that highway in our, communi- in our community, where you can go right now, and you can go to McDonald's drive-thru, you can go to A&W drive-thru, you can go to Kentucky Fried Chicken drive-thru, you can go to Tim Hortons drive-thru, you can go to Wendy's drive-thru. You know where you can't go? You can't go to the mom-and-pop restaurant. You can't go and support the diner. You can't go and support local artisans. You can't go support the guy who makes bread in our community, the guy who gets up at 5 o'clock in the morning and makes bread in, in, in the bakery that his father built. You can't support that guy. But I can go get a Big Mac right now. That's wrong. Eat well. Stay away from the shit food. Stay away from the junk food. Eat protein. Eat protein every day, either in the form of meat or in the form of beans, legumes. Eat protein every day. Drink lots of water and exercise. Exercise outside if you can. If you cannot, exercise inside, but just exercise. Stretch. Do weights. Lift. Walk up and down your stairs. I have two flights of stairs in my house, from the basement to the top floor. Basement to main floor, main floor to second floor. Basement to main floor, main floor to second floor. I did that 25 times yesterday. I was winded. I felt good. My face was all red. It helped me, and it'll help you too. So make sure that you do that. So what else is going to go on here? I want to repeat that. Vitamin C. Vitamin D or sunshine or both. Lots of water. Get rid of the sugar water. Every time you consume sugar, you are reducing your body's ability to fight infection. Remember that. Every time. That chocolate bar, is it worth it for the next hour to be compromised? No, it's not worth it. Don't have the chocolate bar. Don't have the sugar. Don't eat the junk food. Stay healthy, get outside, get on your bicycle. As far as I know, it's been too cold lately here in Norfolk County, but I don't know if they're going to even stop us from riding our bicycles, you know, at least to get out and, and, and get out of our neighborhood and ride our bike for two or three or four miles and enjoy some scenery. Uh, the next nice day, I guess we'll find out because I'll be taking my bike out on the next nice day. I want to support the people in Michigan who stood up and went to Lansing and, uh, and, and said, this is ridiculous, we can't do this anymore. I want to support the, I want to say my support to all the governors that are opening up their states. As far as I know right now, it's Georgia and Tennessee. Way to go, Georgia. Way to go, Tennessee. Keep doing it. Keep opening up the economy. Let's open the schools. Don't fall for this trick. Don't do it. If we keep the schools closed until next September, we will be going through this entire thing again. Don't let it happen. Open the schools. Okay, that's enough from me. I really, really appreciate you listening. I I did have some other stuff. I had some lighter stuff. Uh, I was going to talk about some of my drinking issues and, and, uh, you know. Oh, what, what did I do yesterday? Yeah, I was feeling so depressed 
my hair, I often talk about my beautiful hair. <laughs> there, I'll, I'll end this on something a little bit lighter at least. I often talk about my beautiful hair. And uh, yesterday I had my wife put a number one blade on the, uh, on the razor, on the shaver there, and uh, she buzzed it off. I sat in the backyard like I was six years old again with a towel wrapped around me. And uh, she did a number one right over my whole, uh, my whole head. And, you know, I felt great after. And I still feel good today. I'm so happy that I did that. I'll post a picture of it on my website, on the icyoldpeople.ca website. And remember, that's .ca, that's not .com. Ah, I'm feeling a little better at least talking to you all. I love you. If you listen to the end, you know I love you. Thank you so much. I'm going to end this a little differently than I, I have in the past. Uh, as you probably are aware, if you're a folk music or a country music fan, you're probably aware that John Prine passed away. Uh, John Prine was one of my personal heroes. Uh, he was a mailman in Chicago. He started singing as an adult. Uh, people often criticized his songs. You know, who wants to hear these songs about old people? And who wants to hear these songs about um, Dear Abby or... Uh, uh, anyway, I, I loved him. I, I've sung many, many of his songs over the years. I love singing Angel from Montgomery. It's one of my favorite songs of his to sing. I sing uh, Dear Abby. Uh, that's the way the world goes around. And what I'm going to end with today is I'm going to end with the uh, song. Um, uh, anyway, here it is. It's from John Prine. It's one of my songs that I sang. You can end now if you want, but... Uh, I'm going to end it with this and uh, thank you all for listening to me and I'll see you next week. I will be here next week. NT. I will see you NT next Tuesday. We had an apartment in the city. Me and Loretta liked living there. Well, it's been years since the kids have grown a life of their own, left us alone. John and Linda live in Omaha, and Joe is somewhere on the road. Davy in the Korean War I still don't know what for Don't matter anymore You know that old trees just grow stronger And old rivers grow wilder every day Old people just grow lonesome someone to say hello in there hello me and Loretta we don't talk much more she sits and stares through the back door screen and all the news just repeats itself like some forgotten dream that we've both seen. Someday I'll go and call up Rudy 
We work together at the factory. What could I say if he asks what's new? Nothing what's with you. Nothing much to do. You know that old trees just grow stronger. And old rivers grow wilder every day. Old people just grow lonesome, waiting for someone to say hello in there, hello. So if you're walking down the street sometime, Spot some hollow ancient eyes. Please don't just pass them by and stare as if you didn't care. Say hello in there.